and breakdowns. Welcome back to the Chill Sounds and Breakdowns podcast. We are on episode, this is a mile marker, we're on episode 90 today, and uh, today we are out and about again in Dallas, and I'm honestly super stoked because I'm a fan of this band here, but today we have Devin from Sunsleep. Uh, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me on. First of all, yeah, you're on uh, this awesome, amazing tour, by the way. I feel like this lineup perfectly like just fits, like makes sense, it's such great, but you, you've been on it for a little bit already. How's, how's it been? It's been great, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've uh, toured with Johnny before, so he's a good longtime friend of ours. Um, and we've been on this tour, I think, about four weeks about now. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, everybody on the lineup, it was just like, this is a really like strong, vocally driven lineup. And for, for me sure. personally, like, I'm just like, that's exactly like what I love. Um, but so when I saw like the lineup, uh, I saw Johnny, first of all, touring the Amorosa album, which is uh, oh, wow. okay. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I saw everybody like on the lineup, uh, A Foreign Affair, and then like you uh, on there. And I'm just like, was super excited. Um, but especially excited because y'all just dropped like a new album. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Euphoria, uh, which like what, a month ago now? Yeah, I came out on um, October 27th, so okay. yeah. How long, uh, how long were you out working on that? Yeah, so we spent um, probably the better part of two years working on that album, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so demoed back, I mean, even as early as like 2019 on some of these tracks, okay. so a while back on some of them. It was kind of a compilation of a bunch of stuff, and then we got together, we signed with SBG, um, yeah. I think in 2021 is when that was, and so... Um, we were going to plan on p releasing an EP, then that turned into a full-length album. Okay. So uh, the band flew out to Utah, and uh, you know I worked with them, produced the record, and you know we run, wrote a bunch more tracks to make a full-length. So yeah, because I, um, I mean, because since uh, the original like Sun Sleep like music and stuff has been around since twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is where I first like learned about Sun Sleep, and honestly, like it was. I love these moments, especially like uh, being around like what I do is when I find a band just organically, which was I heard uh, uh, 11 uh, minutes. Right? 11 minutes. 11 yeah. minutes was the first time I heard it. And I'm like, this is a great song. And then I then I find out that y'all at the time were like Dallas based. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, this is right next to like where I live. So it, it, like, yeah. in my brain, I'm like, it didn't comprehend because I was like, this is really fucking good. And then everything like off that initial stuff um, was amazing uh, and really well written. Um, is this like the first project that you've been involved with? Or like, it, have you been like writing for a while? Because it, it feels like you're like a very like um, experienced like songwriter. Yeah, definitely not the first project I've been in. I've been in a bands, you know, since I was in high school and I've okay. uh, been doing songwriting for a long time. So this is the most uh, flushed out project. I've been in I okay guess you could say. yeah yeah but yeah dude it's uh it's been a, it's been a wild ride and uh yeah band started in Dallas and uh, I'm actually from Salt Lake City really um, okay so yeah they you know found me on the internet that's how that started I featured on that song fever that came out in 2017 oh, okay and we got picked up by management started touring and then I mean the rest is history since then wow yeah. okay yeah. that's that's awesome I didn't know that yeah okay um and then coming into it and making it your own it feels like that's what this because, again, those are, like, really good songs, but it feels like the, yeah. the record feels like where, I guess, you're kind of finally finding that cohesiveness to it. Even though these songs are written, like you were saying, like, some starting in 2019. Yeah. Um, it feels like there was a certain, like, 
vibe you that you, was the goal that you that you achieved like with the, the writing of the record um was what went into like trying to figure out what that sound was or was it like already something in your brain already yeah i mean i feel like there's a lot of just classic sun sleep sounds on this record we kind of had everything figured out you know pre-pandemic okay. uh with what we wanted to do uh, and then there was a lot of experimentation like during the actual like album process later on when we signed to SBG I mm -hmm. wanted to try some new things out um, you know your tastes change over time yeah. and you know we're listening to different stuff than we were back then but um, yeah, I definitely feel like it's uh, it's a record that feel like it came together pretty seamlessly in the end of it. Obviously, there were you know revisions and demos of certain songs that took on a new life and stuff like that. So, did uh, is there a big thing like some of those songs that were like demoed and written? Like once you like signed and, and maybe had the ability to, to work on it a little bit more, like yeah, did it caused like some change to them. That's kind of how demos work. Sometimes it's like. You write something just in the moment, how you're feeling, and you're like, this could be cool on something, you know? Mm. And then when you have a fully visualized album concept or something, it's not a conceptual album by any mm. means, but you have a, a style or a sound you're going for with it. Um, it can kind of transform and, you know, fit in that mold a little yeah. better, yeah. Um, what's your... What's your personal process like for writing? Like, what do you start with? I know you do yeah. vocals like on the album, but you obviously play guitar. And, yeah, like, there's, I feel like you do a lot more of the behind the scenes. I do. Stuff I pr too. I produce music. Yeah. Okay. So I I work out of Logic. Um, I usually typically start out with like, you know, just writing a guitar part or something or a piano part or coming up with a chord progression. Mm. Um, and I'll just you know quickly write a a demo uh, version of a song just to get the structure flushed out. Um, and then we'll go in and I'll kind of like find detail, you know, tracking separate guitars, different types of amps, you know, building the whole track from the ground up and whatnot. So have you yeah. um, I know that was a, there was a big boost like during a pandemic for people to learn how to like produce and stuff like that. Yeah. But you was this something you were doing already like pre like that time? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I've been I mean, I've been producing music since. I was like right out of high school, so was it mostly? Yeah. I, I know mostly like that motivation is always just like you, you have like songs that you want to do, and it's just like, yeah. well, if I can learn how to do it, kind of just gives you that more. That's one thing I'm always exactly. like super like uh, jealous in a great way of people who can do that because it's you're able to fully like flush out like ideas in your head, especially yeah. with, with production. Like if you even like I have friends who like oh they don't play drums but they know how to like use their you know how to produce drums and how to actually right. create them there and and be able to like flush out an actual idea and especially with bands i think with writing it's cooler when you bring like a band or a project or something uh a little bit more of a complete like idea it's like oh this is kind of like what i'm seeing here so that exactly with the band it's easier to build off of that definitely yeah it's really great to have people to bounce ideas off of you know and give you constructive criticism on things and that's one of the big things about being in a band it's cool having everybody in a room kind mm. of going for the same goal but has different perspectives on things so yeah. i always love working with you know bands and other artists and, and writing with different people do you produce like for other people as well i do yeah okay. I, I do like co-writes and that kind of stuff as well yeah oh okay so how, how do um how do you work on that uh co-writing do you mostly focus on like um learning adding your perspective to like something or um trying to encapsulate like, what the person that you're helping write like yeah is to write. no i definitely love to work off of you know what an artist is going for what their mm. vision is um i worked actually with johnny on some new stuff that's coming out later really okay um, next year 2024 um you know and they kind of like have a specific sound to what they're going for and whatever the so Johnny craig for people right exactly, like, yeah. so if i'm working with somebody it's like i'll you know get familiar with their identity as an artist and, you know, put my little spin on it as a producer or a co-writer or whatever. Well, that's really yeah. cool. Cause I know, I know, uh, 
uh, Johnny, along with you had, uh, I mean, just skipping to this, but uh, the album had some amazing features, like yeah, um, which uh, Johnny uh, Rory like was nuts. Like I, I know, like I've been a super big like Johnny Craig fan and like uh, Dayseeker fan for like the longest time, and then uh, Stephen from Amberlin, like that's absolutely nuts. And you were saying that you just uh, like played with them like not yeah. too long ago, about a year ago, we did uh, their. 20 year reunion of Never Take Friendship Personal. They played like three of their albums back to back. Oh like my a God. residency. Yeah, it was cool. It was, uh, we played their Denver shows. Holy so shit. That, that, was a, that was a good time for me, man. I, I grew up listening to that band. They were like that band that I went and saw live and was like, I want to I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the funny thing is, like, I didn't listen to a lot of Amberlin, but Amberlin will bring me to to touch something with with you is that steven has such a unique voice that like you hear that voice on anything and i know who it is you know yeah. what I mean? um and i feel like when i first heard like sun sleep like that you have a very distinct like voice that's very easy to pick out from like oh thank you yeah i, I just it's just very easy to pick out like what song like if i heard you like on something else like another song i'd be like oh that's that's you and uh and very like i mean i was lucky enough to catch part of the sound check and you your voice is so clean man like it, i don't know like how to describe it other than that um where i was like i turned around um and and talked to my girlfriend and i'm just like it sounds like the record like this is nuts like it's i i don't know i was just like getting goosebumps there but um was singing the first thing you did musically or or did you start with like a guitar or yeah i think i gravitated towards singing um my dad sang in like a band in the 80s and i've always like been around singing you know as a mm. kid with him and um I, you know playing guitar was all, honestly like my second love as well so okay. those kind of went hand in hand when i was a teenager and yeah so i'd play in local bands you know doing both you know playing guitar rhythm guitar and singing so yeah. okay um with with the, okay so you grew up a little like musical like already like just yeah already like it, it with it being I like a towards gravitate. it, yeah. Okay, I wasn't okay. any good, of course, until later in life. But yeah, <laughs> which is nuts to think about yeah. right now. Um, so a- Amberlin, uh, who were those other like big like, I guess like, uh, like early influences, early influences, the ones that really like put you to like, oh, I want to do this. Yeah, Amberlin, Circus Survive, Anthony Green, like was a huge influence for me early on as Amazing well in artist. high school. Uh, Sayo's in, you know, all those bands. I was definitely into that, like, early 2000s post-hardcore um, in my, like, my teenage years mm-hmm. growing up and stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I've always been into just, like, really, like, contemporary alt-pop stuff, too, like Coldplay and okay. Killers and those kinds of bands as well. So okay. I grew up listening to, you know, alternative alternative music, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... it's- it's funny to see like what your early influences are because they it, they're all they don't they're not all similar but we all start from like a really like generic like place of, like, right oh, we're all listening to this block and then with music now how accessible it is and how much music is coming out like it's crazy how that influence just branches off into like very specific like oh totally. I like this off of one thing um, with that and like and producing music how is how is navigating that with just releasing an album and like um, how do you navigate like being able to cut through and like get your like music highlighted and be able to see it? Um, yeah, I saw a couple things where like you you y'all just got on like some of the Spotify playlists and stuff like that. Um, but what are like other things that you look for in that? I think with me, it's just like 
it's about being like honest and like having integrity with what you're writing, you know, mm-hmm. like you're going to have influences from all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll hear a song by, you know, a band that I'm listening to and I'll be like, that's really cool. Like a production trick or something. I want to do something similar to that, but like put my own spin on it, you know? Yeah. So I think that's really like the most important thing when cutting a record or writing songs or anything is like having a vision and then also like understanding what your identity is and like what you bring to the table as an artist that's different maybe than everyone else, you know, and, yeah. and really focusing in and honing in on that, you know, the playlisting stuff, all that other stuff's really cool or whatever. And I'd be happy whether I release music and, you know, nobody listened to it or, yeah. or, you know, it blew up or whatever as well. So it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, I enjoy the process of writing music and you know, yeah. putting my identity into it for sure. I think that's a, I think that's a big thing. And it's something I've come across like this, not this year, but I, I tend to like, just lean heavy towards anything and everything that feels just genuine and authentic. And I feel like you can, in in the era of like, uh, like this online era with stuff, there's like very fleeting. Like it's, it's really nice to see like, Oh, like even if something isn't for you, if like if music isn't your taste, like you still, if you find somebody doing it and you know that that's like what they want to do and it's coming like from themselves, it's very appealing. Like that's why, um, I feel like I get that a lot on, um, like live shows is the best way to see that. Like if you see like if I see a band like having a great time playing the music that they love, it's just like immediately. Even if I don't it's like necessarily knew, it's yeah. very infectious. Um, it's very infectious. I think that's like super super important. Like for for bands to captivate because I feel like it's way easier to catch captivate somebody in a live setting than it is like online, especially how how like very like fleeting stuff is online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being genuine is like the biggest thing in music. Uh, with with you and your writing like style and process um how was that like trajectory for you was it very long till you felt like you were writing stuff that was really you um or was it kind of a a bit of a longer process where it was more like emulating at the beginning yeah i think all like young artists tended to emulate their heroes right Mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that i did early on and everyone kind of does early on when you're trying to figure out you know how to songwrite and just put together something it's like oh i want to write something like this or whatever and um i think that now you know i mean i'm in in my 30s now so i've been doing it for a while but um you kind of catch on to these things these quirks that that feel authentic and Mm -hmm. you kind of double down and focus in on those things but i'm always hearing things now where i'm just like man that's really cool you know but how how can i do that in the vein of sun sleep, you know, or how mm, can I do that? You know, okay. like I listen to a lot of like pop music these days, like Harry Styles and um, like Been Ariana Grande fingers, and like, you know, yeah. that, that kind of stuff influences me more, I would say now than like the post hardcore world, but I still have a love for that. Cause I grew up on it. You know? Yeah. So those types of influences tend to kind of like leak into the stuff that I'm doing vocally, um, you know, and, it's very different. You get a different yeah. flavor for sure. So. Which I think it, I think that's so smart, like to do. Um, one of the things that I realized, like, is when I used to write music, is like when I was listening to like, because like in a metalcore project. So when I was listening to just like metalcore stuff to write metalcore, like I would write very similar stuff right. over and over. Um, so and because I was like, well, I can't use influences from like this artist over here, like a, a pop song or even yeah. like. Um, like for me with like a lot of like the screaming cadences, I took a lot of like influence from like hip hop cadences. I'm like, oh, that's a really cool cadence. I'm like, why can't that be used? Yeah. In this? Um, but there's a lot of like um, 
sometimes it gets highlighted, but a lot of like controversy when you add elements from something that's not supposed to be like uh, allegedly not supposed to be in it. But I feel like yeah. it makes the coolest like songs. There's no rules, man. I mean, yeah. Like, like I was listening to a, a fuck ton of the weekend, you know, Ooh, when we were writing this yeah. record, and you can hear all I sorts like, of I was like, weekend I like melodies in there. Yeah, so it's it's definitely one of those things that like it translates and it's interesting and you know different. So yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, like you want to make interesting stuff and interesting for yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's 100%. gotta keep you. That's the only way you're gonna keep writing and doing the music that you love is if you like add every influence that you're taking in and being able to actually like that's the only way to encapsulate like what your genuine like take on your music is is to not i guess not limited from all that stuff and i think i think you definitely do a great job with that like again like uh i am very like uh vocally focused when it comes to like albums and like this album just really just like hit the mark on a lot of stuff because like uh hello goodbye was the first uh yep first single release and it had it had been a while you know what i mean so i was always wondering i was like oh what's happening like with yeah because like, again every time like one of those songs like the older songs would come on and i'm just like how the fuck is this like where is it i'm like i need to know um and hearing that was so fucking exciting even i think i i think the way you y'all tease it first of just like the single is going to be released and i was just like it just popped up on the time i'm like what is happening like right now like i was yeah. like so stoked and the song just like was very like very strong and like and like powerful but then like the record also like mellows down with some of the other stuff but um what it keeps in common i think is just very very catchy like stuff in in the in the record that yeah. keeps me like humming and singing and you just like during the sound check we're playing like you know played two songs and i was realizing while i was setting up I'm like oh i'm humming still like the chorus like of the song like still right now it's in my head um in that i feel like that is there's a lot of influence from like pop and then that's when i realized that i really do enjoy a lot of pop music because of that like yeah repeat like and listenability to it to be able to like oh, okay i want to listen to this again right after it ends it's an you infectious know? melody dude it's a powerful thing man yeah and it's <laughs> it's very because uh, i used to uh, again I, I bring this up quite a bit i used to be very when i was way younger very elitist towards pop music it's like yeah. it's so easy like it's boring it's this and that and i realized like oh to write something that catchy like takes a lot of skill you know what i mean like oh yeah and, and it's very very difficult um it's honestly one of like the most challenging markets because like there's so many amazing producers and writers in the pop world yeah so you get these like 15 brains on one song and, and sometimes yeah. they turn out to be incredible and win every award you know and like there's a reason for that you know well that's what and i also so, used to wonder that so yeah. that's because you would go to look at like song credits and there's yeah. like a shit ton of writers on like a, a lot a of talented song. people <laughs> but it's like oh they know like exactly what they're doing to, almost yeah. like down to a science of like oh this is gonna hit and i've and i've after that like i've seen a few like just like documentary clips and stuff like that where it's like, oh, yeah, this melody was written because it's, like, I don't know, I, I wish I knew more, like, music theory, but it was like, oh, these hit in this order, like, this note. I mean, that's why the whole, like, uh, thing where they say, like, the, the four chords thing of, like, all the pop songs and stuff, but there's a way to put those in order. Sure, everyone, when I look at that, I'm like, everyone has access to those four chords. It's not like people don't know them, like, right. but how are you going to use that, you know what I mean? And, are you going to uh, filter that through your perspective you know? exactly you can take those four chords and write a hundred thousand million different songs with them you know so but yeah how is yeah. yours gonna like yeah. hit at the moment exactly um okay so the 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 album just dropped um signing to svg like how has that like that experience been for for you like just personally like um getting signed to something like that yeah it was awesome man we had uh talked with 
um, Colin, who uh, was signed with them with uh, Rain City Drive before. They oh, moved gotcha. over to a different label. Um, and then Shan, uh, he's the the owner of SBG. He's an awesome guy. Mm-hmm. So we had some conversations with him, you know, like I said, probably around 2021 after we had demoed some more songs together. Um, and he got right behind us, you know, man, and, and uh, really supported us in putting a full length out. That's something that I'd always wanted to do. Yeah. And the rest of the guys as well. So um, that was an exciting thing just to sign to a new label and put out a full length and, you know do the damn thing i guess yeah <laughs> to put to put lightly like, i don't know but no um, i mean that it's that is what it is like yeah. uh, but the the weird thing and i i think in in my room but i think like with with you and the the trajectory of like your career is that you've met the connections to know how to like do something like this yeah Me, when i'm thinking about it, i'm like oh i don't even know how like how do you get point a to point b like who do you who do you talk to it's but, all these like, little connections like we toured with uh with Johnny right before he uh, left Slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met Colin and all those guys that formed Rain City and all that. And so they were interested in trying to help kind of get Sunsleep on, you know, a label or whatever. Really? And, yeah, and then they hooked us up with Shan. And so it's just like you meet these people on these tours. Sometimes, you know, other people talk to other people. and. Yeah networking you know it's an amazing thing that's the, yeah that's the guaranteed <laughs> yeah. is that people will talk to other people if they especially like if they like what you're doing and yeah. like they like enjoy it and they feel like they can get behind it then they would definitely like talk to like whoever they can you know? yeah and it's it goes like it, it, on the on the small scales like oh when's the last time that i like heard a band that i really like and immediately try to tell everybody like my friends but it it goes on to more levels if you meet like more people that are like oh this person's like working hard their music's great like that's just something i will like help them push like yeah something. but networking yeah that was something that was in my brain before like we started noise around so networking was like oh you have to like those are those like i've only heard the term networking event i'm like oh you have to go to those right it's like a cocktail party thing yeah. and that's how you network i guess like i don't know how to do that um and then just realizing like oh no it's literally just talking to people like it's, getting to know people yeah finding someone to show especially like anywhere you are with with me i'm like oh like well, i'm meeting musicians all the time i'm meeting people who are doing photography people are like producing stuff like that like all those people are around like you're not gonna and you won't find out unless you talk to people that's why i like i love the live show culture because like if most of the time you're able to meet a few people there and somebody's doing something you right know what i mean like it's very like, organic you know very yeah and that, that's how it's always been for sun sleep like we're we've never been this band that's like blown up on any social media platform or or had any of that happen for us it's all been very like grassroots like we go on a tour we meet people those people talk to other people mm. we make new friends those kinds of things so it's all been a very like organic process how do you feel sure. about like that like the 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 viral like hits like overnight kind of thing i think that's awesome man i mean those people are working super hard and i mean virality is not something that really just happens you know those people are doing stuff for years typically until something pops off so i think that's i think that's one of the misconceptions in it is that i'm like oh well they like they just made one song it's like no like those people probably been writing a shit ton of songs and that's just the one you heard and then they were in a project before that and another project yeah i mean it's not like they like oh i just got all my recording stuff made a song and then like there it is you know like no like number one hit yeah (laughs) immediately yeah um and it's just saying like you know like for me i'm like oh the first project i hear like with you is sunsleep and i'm like oh this is really good but you've already been in tons of projects and learning how to produce and doing all this stuff to where even yes your first songs with a new band are still going to be a lot more developed than someone starting from scratch so it's not like again it's coming out of nowhere like it's coming out of the skill set that has been built you know um 
So I, I I love when that happens and you find out like oh these people have been like working you know and yeah. most of the time that's that is the case. Um, I just think the virality is a lot of pressure like sometimes if you, depending yeah. on where you are you know what I mean like if you're not prepared for it I think yeah. it's, the internet's very cruel. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really honestly care about any of that yeah. stuff. It's just like I just do what I love and if people like it and then cool <laughs> you yeah. know I'm not I'm not out here trying to like I'm no social media expert <laughs> I don't I don't know what the next hot new TikTok trend's gonna be or yeah. anything like that I'm just I love creating music and love you know putting it out there so. that's like how um yeah. so you've been on tour for about a month now on this one um how many have you y'all done a, a few different tours what's been the reception yeah. on like on like this one this one's been great man yeah. i mean it's a 15 year anniversary for amorosa's i think the past should stay dead um i'm not sure exactly the album title Oh, relativity relativity <laughs> yeah. that's correct so yeah 15 years of that so i mean a lot of these kids have been coming out to see johnny do that and mm -hmm. see sun sleep because we just put out a new album yeah. and it's been like i think it was like four years or something it took so wow. it's been a while yeah. since you know they've they've heard new sun sleep until that so we we gave them a a full length you know <laughs> are you getting are you getting a lot of like uh people who have like heard the record and stuff like come like Definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of people have been showing up that have been listening to the new album That's and so cool. been waiting for the for an, for an album from Sunsleep for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, especially like with those, like you were saying, like touring is one of those ways that you can make that uh, organic, genuine connection with people because yeah. it's in person and they just they just saw it like happen live. So it's like, oh, this is the best time because I've I've had that happen with uh, I can't remember. Um, which band most recently but the one i would remember is like for the first time i'd never heard of a band uh it was outline and color like a long okay. time ago. Um, yeah long time but i remember seeing them and uh they were really good and i met like a few of them and they talked to me and i remember like the next time they came through like i brought maybe like two or three of my friends and i'm like oh that's now when i look it back and i was like oh that's what it, that's what you need like yeah. oh yeah one person being like oh, okay let me bring a few other people but if you get three or five people to do that and then they bring at least one other person you like you're doubling like that but the i think the organic way to do it in live shows is like the easiest way to get people to come come actually see you yeah. still 100 percent necessary yeah Very. it really is and, and i feel it, like it's a, it's one of the funnest parts like you yeah. get to play those songs i genuinely enjoy it man it's like i love being out here playing live in front of people and meeting new people a lot of the uh the people that have come up to the merch table are like this is the first time i've heard your band i'm gonna go add all your stuff on spotify so that that to me is amazing it's yeah like we've we've made like 300 new fans or something you so, know? so sick yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's gotta be like the the most like empowering part and like just magical part of like music of how quickly it creates like those organic bonds with with strangers you know what i mean yeah. sometimes it's just like people like oh i've never met these people but through music like oh we're in the same room and feeling some of like uh same emotions but what i like about songs and art is that you wrote them in one specific way and then your audience gets to take them on and you know, add whatever their influence was through life, and that's what yeah. it means to them. Um, have you had some of like those people come up where it's like they'll come and tell you like this song means sort of this to me, or, or yeah. that kind of interactions? How has that been? Yeah, there was a lady that came up to me um, in Oklahoma, and she's like, "I played Dive at my wedding, and that was like my wedding Yo, track." What? Yeah, and I was like, "That's crazy! <laughs> that, wow, that, that's absolutely crazy!" But in, okay. in a good way, it's crazy. Like, yeah. I'm just like, "Wow, man, I'm honored to honestly like be a." artist that you chose to get married to like that's that, insane that's yeah, yeah that's so cool though yeah so we've we've had some people come up and you know say like you know just this song really meant a lot to me during a hard time those kinds of things and it's it's always really cool to hear that you know that they took that something that i i wrote and used it to help them get through something so 
Yeah. Um, do you uh, use your writing in kind of the same fashion? Uh, Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to use songwriting as very like a therapeutic thing to help me kind of like cope with certain things, mm. um, bring certain things to light, you know, ex- you know, express myself in a way. And um, that, a lo- there's a lot of that on this record too, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I also use songwriting as just a way to kind of like express ideas or, you know, talk about certain topics or themes and just kind of, build a song off of that so okay yeah um yeah that's that's i love that there's so many different ways to like write a song um and then uh me until i started sitting in on like my friends projects and just like studio sessions and stuff i'd be sitting there listening to a melody i'm like oh this is no this is how it's gonna get written because it's the way in my head and then see them take it a completely different way i'm like whoa that's that's awesome. And then I think that helped a lot. And I think that's why like collaborative efforts are like important. And and like you do a lot with like, you write with like other people. Yeah. Um, it's taking in all those new perspectives to widen out like, oh, whatever I thought was the only way to write a song, there's infinite more depending oh, on yeah. who it is, you know, or what emotion you're trying to capture. Or again, like what I'm, when I'm saying when you write a song and to you it means a certain thing and then you hear someone come up to you and it means something completely different, it's still, they're both still like, valid interpretations of that song um, oh 100 which is dude. which which is what's awesome about like music and art in general like it, yeah that you everybody can take and interpret it like their own way and it's so special like to see that um but yeah music and community is so so cool like it's such a such a great like aspect and, and you've been a part of it for a, a while now but yeah um so you were out you're still out in utah you said correct yeah okay yeah. okay um and then uh meeting the guys online nuts <laughs> yeah it just was it like all like online initially or just like it was did you, okay yeah it was kind of an internet thing for a little bit um until we got picked up by management and that single that we put out just a lot of people were clicking on it and yeah. paying attention and it was like let's get you guys on tour so we picked up a tour and went on from there you know became like a real band i've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um what's has anything like have you had any like crazy like mishaps on tour or tour life or something like that Oh yeah, we've had some uh, some interesting mishaps for sure. We had our van broken into in San Francisco. Oh no! Yeah, they just rolled up, busted a window out, and uh, stole our merch guy's bag with his clothes in it. So they didn't even get anything good out of this. Oh my god, just his fucking clothes! I know his clothes and his Nintendo DS. Man, shout out to Hunter. I feel bad still, but damn. Yeah, that that was probably the craziest thing that's happened to us on tour. Luckily, we haven't had anything like chaotic, like a van flip or anything. You know, knock on wood, like that yeah. kind of situation. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. I didn't really, I haven't really like before taking a look at like what a, a van getting broken into like means for a band on the road. Yeah. Um, before I was like in in a scene or something like on the outside, I in my head every band that was touring before I knew anything was like, oh, well, they got money, like. Or whatever, and then when you realize, like, oh, like a lot of those bands like are need to get to those shows. No, to, it's like, very much the opposite. Yeah, like, like, it's like you you're get all your spending gears. a lot of money, and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's career ending. Like how yep. big of a deal for someone who's just gonna like flip it for whatever the cheapest thing is because they don't know what the fuck they have anyways. Because a lot it's of the terrible, stuff, man. yeah, it's it's honestly the worst thing. I hear all these horror stories of bands getting all their gear stolen and stuff like that, and. You know, you have to put up a GoFundMe because it's like we do not have the resources and it's a, yeah, to replace and, this. Because all that again, it's. It's not stuff you bought for the tour. It's not stuff that oh, like yeah. got bought that year. Normally, it's stuff that you've accumulated for yep. such a long time. Exactly. And man. to get and sometimes like I've seen stuff where like oh this isn't even like available anymore. You can't like find this or you know to replace everything like that is absolutely insane. Like yeah. it's it's crazy. It's definitely a band ender. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like something where it's a lot more catastrophic, I think, than p- the people doing it like think of. Like no one's thinking of like, oh, that's whatever. They're just breaking into something. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen, I have personally seen like just bands go away after that because it's like, oh, well, can't really do anything you know yeah. maybe they finish off the tour with like borrowing stuff from it but then there's like oh sometimes you have specific stuff that needs to run a specific way but yeah every every bit of equipment is is nuts to get like it's absolutely like necessary that. dude and like it's one of those things where it's like if that was to happen to me like that would like be a guitar <laughs> that that i've had for years and years and years that yeah. like, means something to me or like a computer that i have like my hard drive on literally is on this tour it's like that's all my projects like, yeah everything gone so horror story situation but you know those kinds of things do happen on the road and it's yeah. just unfortunate for sure yeah definitely unfortunate we're that's not, not gonna happen here we got a bunch of wood around here we're not mm-hmm. gonna oh this is wood i don't know <laughs> um, my air tags and everything man yeah don't, don't try to steal my stuff i'll find you <laughs> we'll find you all right yeah. <laughs> um yeah absolutely nuts it when it happens but luckily um hasn't happened and it won't happen yeah i'm calling it right now it won't happen won't happen um yeah so uh the the live again live it it sounds so so absolutely sick um is there anything specific you do to prepare like for tour or um um shows just in general yeah man i mean i like to you know take care of myself make sure i'm getting a lot of sleep because sleeping is huge for vocalists Mm -hmm. um that's a big one for me um obviously before the tour starts there's a lot of just like nerdy preparation with like backing tracks yeah. and guitar tones and all of that you know this tour i spent a good two three months of just straight up preparing because holy shit yeah i also we, i'm also touring with filling guys on this yeah. tour from salt lake so you know i had to teach people parts and get rehearsals oh together so it was a it was definitely probably <laughs> yeah it was a process it was one of the hardest things i've ever done in my life honestly but it was definitely worth it in the end so this this tour has been amazing for us yeah Damn, yeah, because you're you're getting having to teach everybody like the the parts and stuff like that, and then setting up all your I, like this is all like the small stuff that I never like think I'm like oh like yeah. the guitar sounds that way because somebody spent time to make it sound like yep. that way, and then uh, backing tracks, so yeah, like all that stuff. I I remember like when my band first started using them, we prep them every like live show and then they would work like one out of four <laughs> like oh, they, always, something would mess up but it's because i feel like thinking at it back i'm like we would get them to work just enough to where they work but not right. like we weren't ready for like oh what happens if this craps like or you know this craps out or this isn't working what how do i troubleshoot this without stressing out about it so like me yep. i was just like i was i was vocalist so i'm just like if they don't work in like five minutes like we're just figuring it's rolling out. through it, it yeah. i mean it's it, it sucks but uh, I think that's why, like, when people say, like, oh, you know, work on your craft or something like that, it, there is a very big, like, thing to that of, like, yeah, if you want to do this, like, you need to spend so much time on it so that you're ready to go, like, for yep. these things. And be prepared for, like, those, like, mishaps. Because, yeah, we've had, uh, I've seen and have been part of, like, the bands are, like, are up there for, like, 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to do this. And uh, in those moments, fi- realizing, like, oh, I should have done this and like you can't really live you on learn you live yeah. and learn man you have to yeah, yeah you have to be able to adapt and do that stuff um 
but yeah, I think just the showing of preparation of like what you did for this tour and to win under the circumstances and still being able to pull off like great shows and great amazing turnout, I think just shows that work ethic that you um, have. And I think it comes through Thank in the music. You. It's super like, again, the album is beautiful. Like it's great. Um, uh, and again, I'm just, I'm just, I've been a fan of the, of the band for, for a while now. And, uh, and just being able to see the full length actually come out is, was a super like happy moment. Like for me, when I saw this, the singles coming out and even like seeing the feature on it, I'm like, dude, like, yes, I go, they, they deserve like this. Like, this is what um, I feel like Sunsleep should be at. And I, I, I'm so excited for like what you have coming up next, to be honest with you. Thank um, you but yeah, I'm ready. Like, we're sticking around, we're seeing the show tonight. So I'm super excited to hear um, more of it live. And uh, yeah, thank, thank you so much for talking to me, dude. This, yeah. is, this is fun. Um, this has been a pleasure, man. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. So follow, it's uh, just at Sunsleep, like on everything, right? I yeah, think. at Sunsleep. Uh, Sunsleep Band, I think, on Twitter. Um, I think it's the same for TikTok, too. Uh, we're not very active on there, unfortunately. But, <laughs> yeah, Sunsleep, just on everything. So, Heck yeah, yeah. Sunsleep. All right, well, this has been Episode 90 with Devin from Sunsleep. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. See ya. Peace out. <laughs> Breakdowns. Yeah.